You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Worrying Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the Arkansas game over there in Walmart land, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, Ben. How you doing, buddy? Baby, baby, baby. Oh, I'm ready for Nick Starkle to throw some INTs. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I hope he throws some INTs. I hope he plays. And and they and right now, I don't know if they have a set quarterback. They've been kind of like playing around with their quarterbacks. Well, uh, who, who's going to play more? You know, Nick Starkle, he ripped his Justin Bieber t-shirt in half the other week and <laughs> said that he's all business now. So we'll see what, what happens. But maybe I would love him to come out and face our Auburn defense. Yeah. And uh, I think they're going to be hungry. They're, they're, they're going to want to get some interceptions on either it's Nick Starkle or um, it's going to be Ben Hicks as their quarterback. I kind of hope it's Nick Starkle just because, I mean, he he wore Justin Bieber's shirt for the longest time when he would warm up, and uh, even okay, I found this. I was just doing some like dirt digging up on Nick Starkle. I don't know how many of y'all know, but Nick Starkle is a huge Justin Bieber fan, huge fan, and even for his twentieth birthday, made a lip sync video that he himself <laughs> made inside of. Uh, I think it was it he was still at Texas A and M, so it wasn't there their stadium um out there in college station and he was he posted it and tweeted it and like pushed it and wanted to get on ellen and meet justin bieber and i was like wow like 20 year old guy this is kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) it was great um yeah so as far as quarterbacks go i mean it's either nick starkle or ben hicks uh i think at the beginning of the season it seemed like nick starkle was getting a majority of the um of the snaps but ben hicks recently after nick starkle has had a few off games for arkansas hasn't been uh as as i don't know what they need and it seems like ben hicks gets a little bit more um he seems to be doing decent like i think he might from i was reading some uh some discussion board about uh who they think is going to be the quarterback and it seems like a lot of them are on big ben hicks playing uh, maybe it's just the changeup. They want something different. Um, but from what I've seen, it, it may be him. Um, so I thought it was also interesting. I mean, we, we, we know the animosity between Gus and Arkansas. Um, how do you think that plays into, I mean, I think it's going to, I don't know. How do you see that plays into this, this week? Remember that no mercy Gus that we saw against Mississippi state? Yeah. I think he makes a reappearance this week. He so comes in, fun. he, Punches him to the ground, kicks him in the teeth, and then a few tap to the balls before, you know, we put him in the ground. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Gus knows Chad Morris, the head coach of Arkansas, pretty well. Did you know that? Yeah. Weren't they both high school coaches at some point? Yeah. Yeah. They actually coached against each other um, when I think Gus was at Arkansas and then Chad Morris was at Texas somewhere at high, coaching high school. Um, they they faced each other then. Um, and then actually Gus met up with Chad Morris and kind of discussed about why he's running the hurry up, no huddle, which is a staple of um, what Gus Malzahn's offense is. 
uh, and that that kind of catapulted Chad Morris a little bit, and he from that point on ended up going uh, for the next four seasons forty three and six. Dang. Um, yeah, so he had a very successful high school um, career with Chad Morris, um, and then uh, the second meetup was actually. Uh, when they were both coordinators, they play Auburn had him as an offensive coordinator and then Clemson awesome had him as a coordinator and uh, they faced off and uh, ended up Clemson won that game. I think it broke our like 15 game winning streak or something at that point um, coming off of the 2010 uh, undefeated season. But um, yeah, that was, uh, so they've faced a couple times now. So I'm curious if, because Gus, I mean, at this point, it's kind of like facing off a, a previous coach that you've coached with. And, and uh, it's kind of like Nick Saban when he faces off against a previous coordinator that he's had. And he just knows how to beat him. Um, but even still, Arkansas sucks. Yeah, that's my biggest <laughs> I mean, thing. I mean, I don't care who they, they have a coach. <laughs> right. You ready, that's ready a pretty for this bad number? Team. Yeah. You ready for this number? I'm ready. Hit Arkansas me. has lost 14 consecutive SEC games. 14 consecutive SEC. Um, I, the only thing is I don't want us to overlook this game because as we saw with the Georgia-South um, Carolina game and then even last year with us playing Tennessee, you, you can't take a team lightly even though they they haven't been performing. They're, they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder ready to come in and just beat us. Um, so you, you got to hit them in the mouth quick and uh, put them down and uh, get all their fans to go back from – Walmart land actually into Walmart and go buy some some things and go do their thing whatever they do out in Arkansas. They need to buy some cream for their butts after they get <laughs> them uh spanked pretty hard. Um and uh okay so I mean Auburn right now is an 18 point favorite, 16 point favorite depending on wherever you look. Uh ESPN says Auburn has a 93% chance of beating Arkansas. Um Arkansas's 2 and 4. They're two losses right now or the two wins, sorry, are against Portland State, their very first game, but they only won by seven points. Who the heck is Portland State? I still don't know. Uh, and then they also um, beat Colorado State. So, I mean, th- those are your two wins. And then they lost to San Jose State in their fourth game. They also lost to Ole Miss. And then they played halfway decent against Texas A&M and kept the game pretty close, um, but still lost that game. And then this previous week, they lost against Kentucky. <laughs> um, Kentucky. Kentucky on there. Sucky. <laughs> what what level of quarterback do they have at this point? Um, their third string that was actually a wide receiver that they converted to a quarterback. Because they had no one else. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they got beat by somebody that hasn't played quarterback since high school and actually was a wide receiver in college. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. It's ridiculous. Like that, that tells you the level of program that Arkansas is at right now. Um, and I think we have a pretty daggum good chance of beating Arkansas. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about this game as far as uh, how Auburn, I mean, we've got a, pretty much two weeks to prepare for this Arkansas game. I mean, that that's pretty nice. I mean, to hill up some guys. Um, but now we don't have Bowie Whitlow. Um, do you think that's going to change up uh, how we play against Arkansas? I don't think it'll change it up. I think we'll be run first. It'll be a good warm-up game to get our offense going again after a little bit of a hiccup against Florida. It'll be really a game where we implement the type and brand of offense that we're going to see for the rest of the season 
into place, especially as we on look to the game after this one and uh, the competitive battle that will be. So coming into Arkansas, I think Gus is going to use this as a tune-up game, kind of a warm-up game for the rest of the season, and implementing a rushing attack that will hopefully just dominate the Arkansas defensive line and defense as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we do that. And this kind of sets us up for the week after with LSU. Um, again, not to overlook this game because we could, I mean, we could lose this game. Georgia lost hard. at home to South Carolina. But <laughs> I mean, I just mentioned that. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Dumb Get ready dogs. for some good bashing. Hold on. Hold your pants because this is about to happen <laughs> um, in just a few minutes. Um, I mean, so far, Arkansas hasn't wowed me at all. I mean, and our defense is going to be able to stop their run attack, which their run attack hasn't been that great anyways. They're averaging about 150 yards a game. Um, passing attacks around 260 yards per game. Um, again, they're kind of swapping in and out. The quarterback's trying to figure out what they want to do with that. And, uh, I mean, that's that's got to be hard for an offense to get going when you're not sure which quarterback's going to come in for the next drive. Um, so, I mean... I think it's just kind of interesting that we're we're about to face off Arkansas and um, that they're so far down. I mean, I knew they'd be down, but I didn't think they'd be this down. Um, all right, so let's talk about our score predictions because preseason, we both thought it would be a blowout. <laughs> um, and as far as mine, I had us winning by 42. Ben, you had us winning by 56. And then you also your other score prediction or you know other prediction for the game is that Cord Sandberg, Cord 2020, that's according to Peter Michael Green, uh, <laughs> he's he's wanting, uh, you're saying that Cord's going to have a touching, a, t- a passing touchdown. Um, like where are you standing with your score predictions at this point for the Arkansas game? Uh, I'm keeping the score 56 point win, but as far as Cord even getting to touch the ball, I don't know if that'll happen because even with a Mississippi State, Mississippi State game where that game was over in the first six minutes. Yeah. We still didn't put in our second string until the fourth quarter, which I thought was odd, but, you know, Gus can do what he wants. So the only way that Cord gets in there is if we pull Bo, you know, at halftime, and then we have Joey go in for the third quarter and then get some Cord Sandberg in for the last portion of the game. Maybe I even get to see the walk-on. What is it, Appleton or Applewood or something? <laughs> I didn't even know we had one, but man, maybe. Uh, if if Gus plays it the way I would hope him to, which he doesn't typically do, then Cord can have that passing touchdown. I still think we cream this team. I think we kick their teeth in and then just continue a beat down. But I think it'll be mainly our first-string offense, getting a lot of reps in, kind of solidifying the offensive of attack that we want to use the rest of the season. And then our secondary just kind of getting some time there in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's very reasonable and I, I want to see that happen. Um, are you going to stick with your, your win predict or your score prediction of us winning by 56 points? Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Should be more than that. Like I said, Gus circles this game every single year and yeah. he expects to beat Arkansas by quite a large margin. And True. it seems, especially with this Arkansas team, that is probably one of the worst ones they've had in quite some time. Yeah. We should pile on the points to this team, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I think I'm going to stick with my 42 points. I could see it going down a little bit, but I mean, even the, the spread right now is like, you know, so at least a three score game. So, I mean, it, it could happen. We could take this game away real quick. Uh, and even last year, what did we do? We beat, we beat them up. I think it was like 34 to three or something like that. It was a, it was a good game. Um, so I think we can easily do that um, over there in Walmart land. Um, let's talk about our players to watch for this game. Uh, so our offense, defense, and then special teams. Um, who's your player to watch uh, on offense? Uh, my main player to watch is Bo Nix coming off of his worst game as a quarterback in college just because of the situation he was put in. I expect yeah. him to rebound and have a solid game. Quite a few passing touchdowns, a few hundred yards, and no interceptions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to – I mean, it's got to be – I don't know if I I can pinpoint a specific running back, but I, I it's got to be the running backs. Probably either Cam Martin or DJ Williams, whoever ends up getting the majority of You're the high on DJ Williams, man. Like, look, he looks great against Mississippi State, but we only played him for, like, a couple carries. I'm, yeah. I'm loving the DJ Williams love here. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a true freshman. And I think him now, at least for the first few games, he was still recovering from an injury. So it seems like he's back and ready to go. Um, So if that's any indication, I I could see DJ Williams having a pretty big game against Arkansas. Uh, Defense, who's your guy to watch? Uh, I'm going to say Derek Brown. I think that he once again forces another fumble, and this time he runs it to the house. All right. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> big man touchdown. We've seen almost one from Big Cat. We've seen almost one from Derek Brown. I think Derek Brown does it this time. Nice. Um, the guy I'm gonna be watching because he he got beat, but I don't I can't remember any other time he got beat last week was uh, KJ downhill Brett. I mean he he did pretty well. I think he got beat on one passing play. Yeah, it was the one for the was, touchdown. Yeah, but besides that. I can't remember him doing anything wrong, um, but I mean, I, I got to keep watching him to see how how he rebounds after that. Yeah, and he he rebounded well in the Florida game. That was just a mismatch. You yeah, know, you put one of the fastest slot receivers against a linebacker. That's a mismatch every day. Yeah, every day. I mean, even in one of the fastest linebackers, um, it, it's got to be tough to have one of your one of their top wide receivers on them. Um, so. Uh, as far as special teams go, who who are you going to be watching? Uh, I got to go with my man Christian Tut. I expect him to one catch every single punt and maybe even take one of those back to the house. Yeah, let's let's talk about Tut because I I didn't get to talk about this, but was it? Yeah, it was last week um, when he he's he was trying, <laughs> trying to, like, to tell everyone to get away. away. From it. Yep, and then it bounced right like, through his legs. That was so frustrating. I was just like, all right. This is this is going to be the tone of the game from this point on. <laughs> well, I feel uh, like the first play of the game kind of set the tone of the game. Yeah, too. Or Florida was pinning their ears back and coming after Bo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be watching, uh, just because I think we're going to have to do a good bit of this, is Anders Carlson kicking off. And if we score like I think we will, we're going to be having a lot of kickoffs. And I don't want him to kick it out of bounds. It's kind of a weird special teams watch, but like, He's kicked out of bounds before the season, and like that's unacceptable for somebody who kicks off. You know, so. against Florida, he did very, very well though, and he yeah, didn't. He did. He didn't let a single return come back. 
I think yeah. that's a good pick, though. He's been burying him here recently. Yeah, and I, I hope that continues. Um, all right, Ben, you ready for our favorite segment? I am, of sir. the preview show? All right. This is our Auburn fans perspective. Orange and blue glasses are on. Of the SEC. <laughs> Mine are on, too. Got them on. Ready to go. Let's talk about the game we want to talk about. Georgia losing at home to South Carolina in Athens. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? <laughs> UGA was a 21-point favorite, and they lost at home. What? Yep. Doggy's going to oh, choke. Man. <laughs> man. Uh, what did you think of this game? And uh, What went wrong for Georgia? Look, a lot of things went wrong for Georgia. They obviously did not want to win this one. Three interceptions was huge. When you go into an overtime game and you just had South Carolina miss a field goal and you can't even get to a point to attempt a field goal and you throw in another interception, that's ridiculous. That's terrible. Then to set your team up for, one, they they had to score a touchdown just to get to overtime. Then to go into overtime and just blunder on the first overtime. Second overtime, all they have to do is tie it up with a field goal and they have one of the most consistent kickers in college football and little hot rod just pulls it <laughs> man I, I mean i feel bad for him and i don't put the blame i honestly don't put the blame on hot rod i put the blame on jake from yep that was one of the worst games i've ever seen in his life telling you what i'm um, canceling my state farm account now <laughs> yeah he he dropped the ball there i mean and then taking the account i mean south carolina beat uga with a third string quarterback, a third string quarterback, a third string quarterback. Hear that? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's just at what? <laughs> in Georgia Stadium with those stupid red lights. God, it's incredible. Um, I mean, okay, so I, I know right now the AP poll still has Georgia ahead of us, and I kind of get why, but it's still kind of weird. Because we went on the road, we lost to Florida. UGA lost at home to a team that only had a, a few wins. We've also <laughs> beaten two ranked teams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Oregon is right behind us. They still look good. Texas A&M was in the top twenty-five. Still, pretty sure they're out now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> still, they were they were unbeaten, or they had one loss, I guess, to Clemson, and they yeah played Clemson okay. Uh, coming into when we played them. So, you know, that's fine. Whatever. The college football playoff is going to do what they want to do. I think they're still trying to set up a big uh, UGA and Florida game in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to drop Probably it anymore. Right. They still want a really high-ranked top 10-like matchup when that goes to... uh they play in Jacksonville? Somewhere like that? Uh, I think that's typically where they play. Yeah. Wherever uh, the stupid cocktail party site. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be such a interesting matchup. I mean, they're going to be hyping that one up, especially if Georgia, I mean, I think they'll still, they'll, they'll, they're going to rebound. I mean, that's not going to, there's no question. Well, here's the thing though. They have way too many five stars not to rebound. Like Florida is a crap team, but they still have played very well. Their defense is much better than I gave them credit for. Their offense is getting better. But when it comes to the way Georgia lost to South Carolina, I think mm-hmm. Florida could easily, you know, hand Georgia a second loss here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, do you like, okay, since we're kind of talking about Florida, 
Does this game make you feel better about our loss to Florida last week? Uh, I mean, it's like misery loves company, right? So I guess in that aspect, yes. But when it comes to the way that we lost to Florida, it was not as bad as the way UGA lost to South Carolina. Yeah. So I'll take that. I mean, it's comforting. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> we we still had a chance to win against Florida and UG had plenty of chances to beat they did South Carolina <laughs> and just could not close the game out. It was just sad for for Georgia. And being in the state of Georgia, I mean, like ha- have you gotten a vibe on everything? Like it seems like everybody went dormant that was a Georgia fan. At well, least for my friend group. For this entire like week of athletics is, you know, Georgia athletics at least. You've got the pro teams the uh, Falcons are terrible right now. The Braves just choked, like, the worst game I've ever seen. What was it, like, 14 runs in the first inning they gave up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was... And then Georgia's like, nah, hold on. Watch mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so, And then even then even tonight, the Falcons lost to the Cardinals. Did they? Um, yeah. So Man, that was Georgia's back and having, forth. Georgia's having some issues with some red birds. Like, not only <laughs> in baseball for the Braves, but now Georgia and now the Falcons. Like, this is the week that the Redbirds are just dominating any Georgia team. <laughs> I just mm. think it's so interesting. The level of relevance in this state has gone to a new high. <laughs> or low. True. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Alabama-Texas A&M game. Um, that was kind of hyped up to be a pretty decent game. Um, to a pretty much, I mean, it could stay actually pretty decent. It was pretty close for a, a good bit of the game. Um, and then Tua started throwing those slant routes. He's so good at throwing those slant routes, guys. That's an easy completion. We need <laughs> yeah. to give our quarterback some easy completions. Yeah, we need. I mean, I think that was also something that I remembered uh, from uh, Drew's analysis was give the short passes. Get it's okay. It's, if we get five yards on a pass. Yep. positive play intermediate routes are good yeah and then if you you give somebody a five yard slant route and then they make a, a move and get get passing at me that, that could be another big run um and, and potentially even score the on that play well i mean with Tua, all he has to do is throw a slant and the guy runs for 80 yards so true um yeah i mean that game it seemed like alabama i mean especially the second half just pretty much put that game away um and then Kellen Mond, I mean, I'm still not impressed with him. He's he's so hot and cold and can't be consistent at all. Uh, and that's, I don't know. I mean, he just seems like a guy who, I mean, you saw it at times, even at the end of the game against us. Kellen Mond can be really good, but then he can also be very mediocre. And, I mean, it, to be a good quarterback, you got to have consistency. And that's something I don't, I haven't been able to see with Kellen Mond. Um, <laughs> Earlier this season, he was saying he's the best quarterback in the SEC. <laughs> Jokes. Yep. Um, let's talk about the Tennessee versus the Mississippi State game because Tennessee beat Mississippi State. Good job, Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, you, you won a game. <laughs> that wasn't non-conference. Good job. Um, it wasn't Chattanooga. It wasn't which Chattanooga. Which is their only other win. <laughs> I mean. Hey, I'm proud of Tennessee. They they seem to be potentially turning the season around. No, they got Alabama next week, so they're not turning the season around right I now. I saw some Tennessee fans on Twitter saying that they're going to a bowl game. What? 
Really? Yeah. They said they said, guys, we've got this. We beat Mississippi State. We can go six and six and go to a bowl game. <laughs> How does that work? I mean, they've got okay. Let's go through the rest of their season. Alabama at Alabama. Yeah, that's a loss. They're losing that game, no doubt. Uh, so they're still at two wins. They play South Carolina. I mean, maybe you can win that game. It's a possibility. South Carolina did lose to UNC. So maybe you get three wins with that. You play UAB. UAB is five and one right now. UAB is a good team. I, I don't know if you you beat them. So you're still at like either three or four wins right now. And then you got Kentucky, which I mean I don't I don't know if they end up having their quarterback back, but I mean it seems like they game planned even with the third string quarterback to beat teams. So I mean by all means that that could be another tough game. All right, you got maybe, Missouri, maybe you have four ranked. wins there. Missouri Missouri could win the East. <laughs> they're the leader in Wait, the East how? right now. They're the leader in the SEC East because they have two wins and they have no losses in the SEC. So their only losses are. Right. Some Western Michigan you... <laughs> team or something like that. Whoever they play to begin the season. So how how could that happen? Like I mean, what what? Okay, just imagine the chaos on the East. If by chance this is UGA's downfall, Florida somehow loses a game or two in that in conference play, and and then Missouri wins the SEC East. Like, what kind of chaos would that be? It would be stupid. But it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is possible. I mean, they're kind of setting themselves up right now for that. Um, and then I think um, Kelly Bryant's back. He is. So. After that ridiculously like uh, difficult play down to his ankle, he's, he's a fighter, man. They yeah. they can't go to a postseason game, but they can still go to an SEC championship. So That's true. Maybe that'll be their ball game. That could be. <laughs> that would be so interesting. That would be so interesting. <laughs> man. Um any other games that kind of stood out to you the past week um, as far as SEC games? Yeah, biggest one was LSU-Florida. Mm. So that was the game of the week. And, yeah. you know, LSU played well. Florida actually played well. The two against each other. I think the big difference was uh, switching it up between the two quarterbacks, having Kyle Trask come in and throw an interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And then that ridiculous play at the end of the game where they have – that weird, you know, handoff that's not really a handoff, and then they try to yeah, it was weird. Look, Kyle Trask can't run the ball. Okay, so don't even try. Yeah. Or you get especially on the an ending like, like that. Put him on the goal line. It's kind of questionable. Ridiculous at best. But look, the both of those teams were beatable, and both of those teams, you know, they they played well or whatever. Everyone thought it was a great game. Which, when it comes to a competitive battle, it was. But I don't think either of them looked all that great. And that's the thing is like LSU's defense could not stop Florida. Florida didn't turn the ball over as many times as they did against us, but they were, they had all the time in the world. LSU could not get any pressure on Kyle Trask. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you give Florida all day to throw to their amazing wide receivers and that tight end, who's like a giant out on the field, he's ridiculous. Then, you know, they're going to make some yardage and have third and 18 or whatever it was that they continue to convert. So it it gives me hope playing Florida here in a few weeks, or you mean LSU? LSU in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Having played Florida, we should yeah. have beaten Florida, but you know mm-hmm. that's fine. Playing LSU here in a few weeks, even though we're gonna have to play, you know, all of the LSU team, their fans, and the referees in that game, but it's it's still a good a good indication that you know we play Arkansas this week and we get the run game going and we solidify our offense going into the LSU game. It, it still should be a battle. Yeah, I'm feeling and pretty one of the good things about it. I 
kind I mean, like anytime I hate to lose, obviously, but because of this loss and us getting outside of the top 10, it kind of takes the mark off of our back, that big red cross on our back yeah, to say, come off. after us. And it pretty much says, all right, we're, we're just here to play. We're here to, to win some games. Uh, and I mean, we still control our destiny. And if we, uh, if we end up winning out, I mean, <laughs> the playoff committee, even if we have one other loss, I mean, with how tough of a schedule, I mean, I said this preseason, but I still think if you have two losses, say our loss against Florida and then say a loss against say Bama or maybe even LSU, both of those, uh, like I, I could see the playoff committee really considering us in, in one of the spots for the playoff um, at the end of the season. Uh, it's, it's very possible. Um, I still honestly think we're in the, like the nine and three kind of realm. I think, that's probably pretty reasonable. Um, it probably just depends on whether or not our run game can get it going in the absence of Booby Whitlow. Um, so that's what I'm kind of kind of feeling with this. Yeah, it's not um, the battle rest of the season. So it all starts on Saturday with Arkansas. That'll really yeah. set the pace for the remainder of the second half. For sure. Um, any other final thoughts before we go? Uh, man, it's going to be good to have a game that I actually really care about but I don't know if my heart can take it. So I'm glad Arkansas is the, a good way to ease us back into this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping it'll be like the Mississippi state game where we put it away early. Um, then before we go, do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah. You guys can find me anywhere on social media at B E N K one N G uh, on captain Plainsman on Twitter on Saturdays. And then uh, have any negative thoughts, send them over to team ad 34. That is the repository <laughs> For all negativity of Auburn athletics. <laughs> well, TMAD, uh, I feel like his account's pretty positive, but like, yeah, if you want to send over critiques or whatever. Yeah, TMAD, you got to balance it out. Yeah, it's all it's about true. balance. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter as well at AJYJAY underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?